Welcome back to The Fin Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. This is episode number 148. The uh, Sharks just played a game tonight. We're doing a, a bit of a post game, really. Uh, but we're not going to talk about this game right now. We're going to go ahead and talk a little bit about the games uh, from this past week. And then we'll uh, go ahead and cover this one. There was quite a bit going on in this game tonight. So uh, some good, some bad, but we'll, we'll talk about all of that. However, let's go ahead and uh, kick it off with... The, the beginning of this week, the Sharks go ahead and they play against the Calgary Flames. Um, you have a note here saying that the <laughs> Sharks uh, seem to take ownership of Calgary when they play. They do. I, I, I'm pretty sure Calgary's pissed about it. And uh, it's funny because they're going to be playing again this week against mm-hmm. Calgary. So I think that game is going to be kind of chippy and uh, they're going to be a little frustrated because Calgary's fighting for that top uh, Pacific Division oh, yeah. spot um, with... Uh, uh, who are they fighting with? I don't even remember. Edmonton? Man. I haven't looked at the standings in a while. while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was out of the country Pretty for sure a while. it's not Vegas, though. It's definitely not yeah, Vegas, which that's is good. fantastic. <laughs> oh, that makes me so giddy and happy. Um, uh, sorry, I'm looking right now. Evening, guys. Not to be a downer, but I'm uh, so bummed out by the kid's injury. Oh, uh, Clayton Keller, yes, tonight. Uh, got me all emotional. Hate to see uh, anybody suffer serious injury. Yes, Peter St. John, thank you for your comment. Yeah, uh, we're in the same boat there, bud, and we'll certainly uh, be talking about that a little bit later on. Kellen saying, of course, I would like to point out that three of the four goals tonight were miscues <laughs> and Benny Hill montages uh, by the Sharks. I hope they get uh, Optimus Rhyme something nice in the offseason for their failures. Yeah, so uh, me too. Um, again, something we'll be talking about later on there as well. Did you happen to figure out who they're uh, yeah, racing? Yeah, you want to take a guess? Uh, I, I I feel like almost Vancouver, but it's not. It's definitely not. Okay, Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they have a six point lead on LA. Okay, with three games in hand over LA. Oh wow! So there's a big lead for Calgary. Um, looks like they're going to be winning this division. Edmonton, followed by Edmonton, then Vegas, then Vancouver, then San Jose, then Anaheim. So we leapfrog Anaheim. Okay. Uh, and then Seattle, and then Seattle, and then Seattle. Know, yeah, Seattle. That that team up there. <laughs> I was gonna say down there, but it's up there. It is. Well, they're down there, but they're up right. There. Exactly. Right, exactly. Thank you. Good. Uh, anything you want to bring up about this game in particular? Um, well, there was an incident with the refereeing. Okay, we're getting into playoff mode. The referees <laughs> are in playoff mode, full playoff mode, swallowing their whistles. Um, I tweeted out tonight. I was like, oh, I guess they came for free skate not to do their job. <laughs> So they are just not going to be calling much. So in this game, Eric Carlson, um, or sorry, this is the Edmonton game. Um, well, this is the Calgary game. You want to talk about the Edmonton game. I was talking about the Edmonton game. We can move on to the Edmonton game. Let's just game. move on to the Edmonton game. Let's uh, go ahead and do that. Cassian, Carlson has the puck up against the boards. He's skating it out, and Carl, and Cassian comes up behind him, kind of at an angle, kind of behind it, and definitely not next to him mm. or in front of him, and cross-checks him kind of on the hip. And Carlson falls and loses the puck. Yeah. And Cassian immediately turns around and passes it to Drysidle, who buries it because yeah. he's Drysidle. And um, everyone's looking at the ref like, "What? Yeah, really?" And the, even the announcers for I think it was I guess it was Edmonton's announcers because right. it wasn't the Sharks announcers that uh, was watching that highlight on. They were like, um, "They're like, wow, Cassian really got away with one there. <laughs> that was definitely a cross check." He didn't hit him, uh, didn't bump him on the hip like we thought. Yeah. Just, oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. You know, oh, <laughs> I do remember seeing that replay, and yeah, it looked pretty blatant. Like, And that was one of the things that's kind of disappointing is that at the beginning of the season, they were saying, you know, we're we're going to crack down on all the cross-checking and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, it's not even just cross-checking. It's cross-checking directly in front of the referee. 
and yeah. no call on the play. So uh, this is the type of stuff that I want to see out of the game, not just because, oh, they, they scored on the Sharks in this particular instance, but it, it is dangerous. Um, cross, cross checks just in general, are it's a dangerous play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't like it. I don't like it up against the boards. I certainly don't like it uh, right in, in the crease where guys are got their heads down looking for the puck like in the blue paint. Uh, and I know, hey, get your head up. But th- we're talking about open ice skating is completely different from the puck being at your feet, blue paint. You you can't keep your head up. Your head has to kind of be down to see it. So um, the cross-checking, especially in that area, it- it's just one of those things that I-, I wish they would really crack down and stick to it. Uh, but in this case, Eric Carlson gets cross-check on the hip area there, uh, goes down, no call. Goal, I'm not saying that we would have won this game regardless or anything else, right. but uh, gosh, it would have been nice if... Uh, Things have maybe gone a different direction there. Well, I mean, the narrative, I think, for a lot of the season, the Sharks are the one of the least penalized, or, yes. sorry, not least penalized, but the least power plays, the least, drawing the least they amount of penalties. They draw the least amount of penalties, Which yes. is kind of, I don't know. That That's, I mean, it's hard to gauge that because, to me, it's like, um, I mean, it, it kind of speaks to the fact that the Sharks have a lot of rookies in their lineup. Right. And they got to earn their keep in a way because, I mean, even tonight, I think it was Scott Reedy, got hooked and like ridiculously right in front of the ref yeah. and he still didn't call it. I'm like, okay, if that was Timo Meyer getting hooked, probably would have been a penalty. Sure. But because it was Scott Reedy, no. Sorry, kid. But see, and then we go back to the whole Carlson thing. Carlson's not a rookie. Like, right, well, like, come not, on, refs, a little bit of... just because of rookies, but I sure. think because there's less star power in the lineup for the Sharks, sure. they're going to get less calls. People like to point to the fact that um, the whole incident with Vegas, you know, and the four power play or the four power play goals in that game. Ever since then, the refs sure. have been doing it, but they got rid of a lot of star power after that season too. So I think it's more of that yeah. than than uh, the refs trying to like, you know, an exact revenge on the Sharks right. for for calling something that was they thought was a five minute penalty. I mean, the funny thing about that whole situation is, at the end of the day, the Sharks aren't the ones calling penalties. The Sharks they just played the game. Pav's got knocked down. I can't believe we're still talking about this. He got knocked <laughs> down, and the refs made a call. You can't it take it a, out on the team. It's the it refs was, made a call. It was a gross. It, it was an. It was a weird, awkward hit. Yeah. That ended up poorly for Pavelski. I mean, it was. It was gross. Yeah. Like the way that he landed, it was just uh, ugh. But. Um, you still got to kill a power play or you yeah, know, a penalty. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Four, have, how many times have you seen four penalty, four goals on a five minute major? Next to never, ever. Yeah. Like, not just in the playoffs, but in any regular season right. game, going back to the eighties, that right. probably just does not happen. So it's a colossal failure on Vegas's part, which is happening right now, and I love to see it. <laughs> uh, by the way, so last week I think you were on the show by yourself, yes. And the whole, thing, I think I was text or I was I was commenting about um, the Dadanoff trade. Okay. It got reversed. Yes. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. So, uh, just real briefly, because I just like, <laughs> just like piling it on Vegas right now. Yeah. Um, we, by the way, we were talking about the Edmonton game. Somehow right. we went back to, to We're already going off the rails. <laughs> we're already going off. All right. So the dad not trade. This is just fantastic because it's it's Vegas. It just Speak. makes me makes me happy. Preach. Um, <laughs> they trade dad off to Anaheim because they have to move cap space to pull off. Mark Stone and Patrick, I think it's Patrick is the other one, um, is off he? of long-term IR. Okay. And they can't do it because of the Dadunov trade. Because, yep. like, oh, wow, no trade clause. We didn't know they had that. I didn't know that came with that from when we traded for him from Ottawa a long time ago. Which, you- by the way, they traded Mark andre Fleury to Chicago so they could get Dadunov on the team. 
They're doing so many people wrong yeah. in Vegas. That that culture and the management. Now, it's funny. I was reading. I was reading comments on. I think it was on Twitter about the trade happening mm-hmm. and how they screwed up and everything. And it was a lot of Vegas fans. And they were embarrassed, and they were mad at their management, and they were calling for their management head, which I was kind of surprised at. I was pleasantly surprised that okay. their fans were, not that they're not educated about this stuff, but that they were mad about it and realized how terrible it's been okay. and how bad it is to to treat your players, your, your employees are, this way. Right? Are you saying that maybe the, the shine on the gold helmet has worn off just a bit? I think so, and I think it's also because they have not faced adversity yet ah, okay. by missing the playoffs. Okay. So I'm, I hope they miss the playoffs. Their fan base really needs to have heartbreak of not being in the playoffs. Because if they make the playoffs, they are automatically going to assume, oh, we're going to win. Well, yeah, of course. So they're limping to the finish line because once they get to that finish line, a.k.a. the playoffs, they can pull those guys off a long-term IR because there's no cap during the playoffs. Right. Which is what the Lightning did last year. Yeah. Or two years ago. Could could you're off in it. Yeah. 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 Uh, So, yeah. Oh, Martinez is the other guy, I think. Yeah, Martinez. There you go. I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, was that a comment? (laughs) Kellen Foster. Going back a couple minutes ago. I still watch that five-minute major before I go to the gym. <laughs> Dude. That's great. It is. It's great. It's brilliant. It's really, really good. Yeah. If you've not watched that for whatever reason in the past we week, We still get people watching our feed yeah. from that game. <laughs> like, just, like, our, our live reaction, we still get hits from it weekly. Yeah. Um, you could just see it from the YouTube stats. Like, people are still watching our video from that from that game. Peter St. John commenting, I hate those helmets. Worst I've ever seen. Yes. yes. Uh, well, especially when, again, that, that that glow has maybe worn off just a bit. Wouldn't it be great if the first season that the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights don't make playoffs, they're calling for the GM's head? That, and they're going to want to get rid of those helmets. <laughs> they're going to blame the helmets. Just like Sharks are blaming the, the black jerseys. The, yeah, stealth jerseys. Stealth yeah. jerseys, yeah. Whatever. I own one. I like it. I think they're cool. But I don't like them on the ice. I like okay. I like wearing them. I think they look they yes, look sharp. They look when you're part. up close, it looks sharp. When you're on TV, it looks yeah. awful. It's just there's too many details that don't pop through uh, from the TV. Yeah, that's fair. or even when you're at the game, that's you don't fair. see it. When you when you're up close, like me yeah. to you, you're like, oh, that's cool. There's like a lot of little details, a yeah, lot of stuff yeah. in there. But I, I'm over it. I'm ready for it to you know go away. All right. Well, um, it seems that we're over talking about Edmonton because we stopped talking about Edmonton about right. five minutes ago. So, um, so we've got the uh, the Ducks game here. Uh, by the way, before we launch into this one, I just want to ask you guys uh, real quick, if you'd like to support the show, uh, Super Chat and, uh, and Venmo, those are available to go ahead and do that. Uh, Venmo is at the Fin Factor if you'd like to do that. Uh, but the best way to support the show really is to hit that share button, hit that retweet button, uh, get us out there to the rest of your Sharks friends and family. Uh, if they enjoy talking about the Sharks just like you do, get them in this chat talking with us. Uh, we certainly do enjoy the conversation, so please uh, support the show that way as well. Thank you so much for that. Okay, You're so welcome. moving on to <laughs> the Anaheim game. Now, this one was a, a happy game, but a, a happy, sad game almost because, again, the Sharks come away with two points and they leapfrog Anaheim, but you don't want them to leapfrog Anaheim. <laughs> I don't, no. I want them to, not that I want them to lose every game. I want them to play well, uh-huh. but just not be good enough to win. So you want them to lose every game? <laughs> like four, three losses, not like four. Five nothing blowouts or okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like have some effort, you know, give it the good old college try, 
More of like building. I want to see show promise way, for next season. The way I'm looking at or watching games now is I want to watch the young guys. I yes. want to see what they can do. I want to see. I like seeing their confidence grow. Like I think John Leonard's looking better, better yeah. than he did a season ago. Uh, Ryan Merkley, who we'll talk about in a, in a minute here, um, is looking fantastic in these last yes, couple games. He's absolutely. looking like he is earning his ice time and uh, playing very well and very mm-hmm. confident. Um, Reedy's another one. Like right. just you're seeing all these guys that are getting. They're now going to be getting more ice time, um, and they're looking good and building that confidence going into the next and, season. And you know, beyond the young guys, it's also the guys like Timo Meyer here. Where this is something we were talking about b- before the season started, and even last season too, or it just didn't come together last season. But for this season. I mean, Timo's on a tear. He's an absolute tear. He gets a hat trick in this game. Mm -hmm. But that was one of the things we were talking about was in order for this team to do well, you're going to need guys like Timo Meyer to play well and step up beyond, way beyond what they had done the previous seasons, get back to what he had done, you know, it was three seasons ago, I believe. And then for Kevin LeBanc, same thing. Now, Kevin LeBanc's been MIA this season, both on and off the ice, of course. But, um, you know, one of the two ain't bad. Being able to see Timo Meyer take that step. It's it's great for this season. I wish it meant something for this season, right? Um, his performance, and I hope it's not completely wasted. I hope we don't go in next season of Timo where he kind of regresses back to what we saw a season or two ago. Um, that would be a complete and utter waste of, of such a great season for Timo. Uh, but it sounds like Kevin LeBanks uh, getting close to being on his way back, so hopefully he can kind of get his game going in his last few games here, get some confidence for the next season, mm-hmm. get the two of those guys uh, moving and, and grooving again for, for the upcoming season. And hopefully they kind of replicate what they're doing now, or at least Timo does, uh, and Kevin can get back to uh, what he's good at. So um, looking forward to seeing them continue to play as the season goes on. But absolutely, really the main focus here outside of those guys has been the rookies. Um, seeing guys like Reedy step up. Uh, Shemoyevsky, I'm mm-hmm. probably saying that name wrong again. Um, he's getting his chances now. He's got a few games in. He's looking good there. We can talk about Noah Gregor a little bit later on. Um, but there's some guys that are young guys that are out there and they're getting their chances, right? They're getting some experience, even if they're not playing well right now. Taking that experience and being able to apply it in the upcoming season is going to go a long way. Uh, I think Kevin LeBanc is coming back next week. He's okay. waiting yeah. on getting the clearance for, uh, I guess, to play. Yeah. He's practicing right now. Yes. And he is now has the doesn't have the no contact jersey. Right. So he's, he's doing full practice participation. Full participation. And yes. he also said he got. They asked who hit him the hardest, and he said Bernsey. Yeah. <laughs> Bernsey, of course, he did. Huh. Okay. Hey, man, if you're going to practice and you're going to see if you're ready for game shape, uh, best thing uh, you can yeah. do is get drilled by the biggest guy on the team and just see if you pop back up. If you can, you're game ready. Go for it. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> that is the entire physical right. to see if you're ready to come back. Does your shoulder so, work? Yeah, okay. it still works? Good. You're, you're back. Go ahead. Play. Um, so, yeah, Timo played extremely well in this game. Again, he got the hat trick. Uh, Ryan Merkley, though. Um, Ryan Merkley played extremely well, I thought, in this game and in the game uh, tonight as well. But was there something in particular about Merkley oh. that stood out to you? Well, just the dangles. The dangles that he's doing at the yeah. blue line is is just... It's so fun to watch, and this is what his... I, I want to say, like, his bread and butter. Like, he's this is what this kid is going to do and what he brings to the team. Yeah. When he has the puck on his stick and he's dancing at the blue line... I'm starting to see now defenders are respecting him more and not attacking him mm. quite so aggressively, giving him a little bit more space and a little bit more time, and he's seeing that. 
Um, during his interview, I think it was after the Anaheim game, um, he said he was breaking down video with his godfather over uh, Skype. Like they were Skyping and, and going over, I guess they do a lot of hockey wow. stuff together. So um, he always has video ready for him and he breaks it down for him and they watch it together. Uh, he said he did it after the warm-up. So it was the, it was the day of the game. So goes goes to the arena, warms up, goes back home for you know nap time, whatever. He's calling his godfather and, and talking to him and, and break down video and building up his confidence. And, and it's showing. To me, it's showing. Like he looks more comfortable, more... More comfortable, kind of like in his own skin, in a way. Yeah. He's less afraid to make mistakes, um, and he's also playing with Vlasic, and Vlasic is a very good defensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, he, in, in fact, the goal or the dangle that he did in Anaheim, he dangled the guy at the blue line and broke his ankles, and then skated around to the corner and then fed Vlasic out front, and yeah. he scored. That was the opening goal, I think, the first goal of the game. Um, and Vlasic, man, he. He put that in the corner. He's been scoring lately, by the way. He's I don't got know if you've noticed. three on the season. He's got three. Yeah, on the season. He had one tonight. Did he have one tonight? Yeah, he had one tonight. No. Then, did he have one tonight? I thought he did. Wait a minute. Does he have four? Let me look. People in the chat, look. please. Look. Does Marco Dorvlasic have four goals? Because I'm pretty sure he three. had three. He's got three. Okay. All right. Sorry. I thought he scored tonight. Uh, I th- I yeah, Gregor is still beating him. Relax. We'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. The question is, will he get there? <laughs> anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we're still talking about Mark, Mark Lee. Lee. Okay, right. so dangles. You like the dangles? I do. I, I think uh, this kid, like everyone was was waiting for him to kind of make it the NHL. I think they wanted him to, to be ready two yeah. seasons ago, yep. like too soon. So um, this is what I, I think... He's going to be the second line or second pairing defenseman. Second pairing right-handed defenseman once Burns is gone. Carlson will be the top. And then he will be on the power play, either on the top power play at Carlson, yeah. depending on if they were going to run two, two uh, defensemen, or he's going to be manning the second power yeah. play, which he's doing now. and he's doing. I think he's doing a great job. In fact, they had a goal tonight. Yeah, they uh, did. That was that was the ping pong. That was one, the right? ping pong goal. Yes, this is a, okay. The ping pong goal. <laughs> uh, if you didn't catch it tonight, pinball. Um, Sorry, the pinball. Well, goal. Yeah, the pinballing goal. Um, either way, um, shot by uh, Merkley at the point, and it goes off of a Sharks player, off of the Arizona player, off of Scott Reedy, and into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, just bing bing bing, and yeah. So kind of a, a goofy way to go in, but again, generated by uh, good puck movement. Uh, great. Great uh, agile feet, um, <laughs> nasty dangles at the blue line, and just you know letting go, letting the puck go. Uh, very happy with Ryan Merkley in in his uh, his ability so far. I was one of those guys that was waiting on Ryan Merkley to take that step, and I was even just the beginning of this season. I'm going, I don't think, I don't think he's making this step. I think he might be one of those guys that was very impressive in his draft year in his draft class. And is going to spend a lot of time in the AHL and never be able to break out of it. And it's so refreshing to see him stepping into an NHL uh, on an NHL team, uh, playing against NHL caliber uh, mm-hmm. opponents, and and doing well. And the guy is doing well now. Um, what was the biggest knock on Merkley at the draft? His attitude. His attitude. Because he the, had some incident where he blew up 
his team or his coach. Slamming his stick, getting emotional on the ice, that kind of stuff, right? I haven't seen any of that at the NHL level. I've not seen a single bit of that this season so far. We haven't even seen it at the Barracuda level. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I I haven't seen that, right? right? Okay. So what was the next knock on him? That he, uh, something he can't do. Defensively, he's weak. Yeah. Watching him tonight, I gotta say he looked pretty solid defensively. He made a, a blown tire blunder. Okay, and we'll get we'll talk about that a little bit. But other than that, I w- I feel like he was keeping guys pushed to the outside when they were breaking into the zone. So when they're they're coming in in stride, he's hanging with them. His skating is good enough that he can you know funnel them towards the boards. Mm-hmm. So um, defensively, I'm happy with them. Um, offensively, we just talked about it. I mean, he's he's got great footwork. He's got his his dangles are are goofy. Like you said, he broke that guy's ankles. You know, <laughs> so funny. Um, and he knows when to <laughs> unload. He knows when to pull the trigger and take a shot. And there was a a goal directly resulting from him right. taking a shot tonight. Now it's a fluky bing 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 type of goal, but it it went in, and it doesn't go in unless he decides to pull the trigger when he's got the opportunity. And right. he's confident enough that he he's doing that now. So oh, we we have a clip from him yes. from after this is after the Anaheim game. So uh, here's the clip of him being asked kind of to talk about both uh, the goal that he had set up Vlasic for, and then I can't remember what the second part is, but let's just watch it. <laughs> oh, I love he's simple. You know what you're gonna get from him. He's really I say by the book. He makes all the plays he's supposed to make, so it's kind of easy to play with him and read off him and what he's gonna do. So it makes it easier with me. I think he's gaining more trust with me. I mean, going D to D behind the net and stuff on breakouts and letting me break the puck out. So it's nice. He's a great steady defenseman, defensive defenseman for me. Ryan, on that on that pass, a lot happened before that pass where you had the puck on the blue line, you skated, you had a shot, you recovered, and then you went back and sort of made that pass. So what was your whole mindset there when you were playing back? Well, like, when I was watching video earlier today, I mean, we were watching my habits, and normally I'm just getting the puck at the top there and shooting it back down, but I know I had a few, like, I had space to walk to the middle, so I just tried to walk to the middle, like, I turned his stick and lunge so I knew I could cut back find some space and beat him back down the wall coming downhill and then I just waited for a lane I was hoping someone would be back door and then I kind of had to stop up go back in the corner and find pickles yeah he's just super excited and lucky to play with Vlasic right like that's really cool yeah. to have a as both a mentor for the defensive part of the game and someone there that's going to be a, a very defensive minded guy back there while you're doing your thing up front. Yeah, and you know a lot of bad things get said about Vlasic, especially because of the contract and everything and the amount of term that's left and dollar amount that it is. But mm-hmm. you know, again, there's something to be said for pairing a young, offensively-minded player that's breaking into the league mm-hmm. with a veteran, defensively-minded player like Vlasic. And um, there may be a little bit of an intangible there, uh, having them paired up together, helping each other out. Um, I wonder how much, because like we said, Vlasic's got three goals in the season. It's not like him in the last few games. I think it was seven games he's got a couple goals. Mm-hmm. It's not really like him to be scoring uh, you know, a couple goals in like a week-long span. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering um, you know, who's helping who here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Vlasic would like to say something about that. What? <laughs> I watched Vlasic's interview. Okay. It's about two and a half minutes long. There's probably over ten questions asked okay. during that two and a half minutes. Think about the breakdown of... How much time he spent per question. If it was 10 questions and the whole interview of both the questions and the answers was two and a half minutes. Okay. 
<laughs> the, the, it's so funny. He's just, he seems so grumpy all the time. Yeah. Like just it, it's. I almost played the whole thing. I almost took the clip to just play just, the whole thing because it's just so hilarious. So usually, like guys that are grumpy like that, yeah. you could be like, "Oh, well, let's talk about other players," and you'll probably light up. So like, "Oh, what's it like playing with Merkley?" Oh, he's good. He's really good with the puck. I like playing with him. <laughs> okay, you want to elaborate on that? And he's like, "Oh, I just did. No, I'm good." <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, can you talk about Timo Meyer or um, uh, Tomas Hurdle staying and getting his contract? And is it really exciting? Like the direction that they're going to go instead of doing rebuild. Well, the contracts are with the management and the players, so I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad he's here. Can you elaborate on like, that? Yeah. Okay. It's like, like, oh, can you talk about your goal? Uh, Merkley, like, did all this work, and it was great. Wasn't that awesome? And he's like, yeah, I, I, I put it in the goal. Like, it was just so, like, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to just pick one clip. I'm like, oh, he'll talk about Merkley, and I'll take that. Yeah. And the, the answer was, like, less than four seconds. I'm like, I can't put a clip together in four seconds. Like, just... <laughs> yeah, you can. Oh, uh, Yeah. Just, follow, I should. I feel I like should. next time, next time we have a Vlasic interview, we need to do just the answers and have him do the transition in and out for just the four-second answer. Yeah, yeah, that was great. <laughs> All right, I'll That's do that. Good. All right, yeah, I'll good. do that Let's next show. That. Next show, we'll do that. <laughs> they're they're hilarious. They're so good. Nice. He's just right. so grumpy. Well, um, I I don't know. What, I mean, really, what else uh, about the um, the Arizona game tonight? I guess we can talk about. Sure. Again, uh, Merkley, I, I want to talk a little bit about him. I thought he did just a phenomenal job in this game from what I could tell. Um, again, being able to push those guys wide when they're breaking into the zone. Um, still very good with the puck. Very quick with his skates. I noticed quite a few times, as you said earlier, that they're giving him a little bit too much respect sometimes. It's very reminiscent of Eric Carlson. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it, they're they're backing off on him mm-hmm. now. He came through the the neutral zone. Uh, th- this is how confident this kid is. He came through the neutral zone backwards, skating backwards, stick handling through the neutral I, I zone. Did it a like few times. Yeah. like I'm gonna pass it back. You know I'm gonna pass it back because we always do this on the power play. Every team does, but I haven't passed it back yet. And I know you're anticipating it, but I'm gonna hang on to the puck. Okay, now, <laughs> you, now you're on me. Okay, now I'll pass it. And it was like he just kept drawing them closer and closer, backing them off just a little bit. When they finally, like, all right, fine, I'm gonna go after this kid. Then he moved the puck. Um, very smart player. Very smart player. So um, I'm, again, I'm I'm happy to see him thriving at the NHL level because that's what that's the right word for it in these last few games. Um, he's he's making those mistakes still. Now again, he went behind the net, blew a tire. I am not convinced that's on him, and you're of the same mind. Absolutely. If you watched, I mean, the game itself, how many guys fell? They kept falling, especially in that same spot. And this is exactly where Kellen Keller, Clayton Keller, Clayton Keller had fallen yeah. behind the same goal. So, like, the ice is just really bad. So, Arizona and Glendale, where they're playing, have been in like a major fight. And Glendale actually evicted them, I think it was in December, because they said they didn't get paid. Hmm. Then they paid them, so they were like, this is, it was just really awkward and weird. I think they even they wouldn't let the players practice that day, like that they <laughs> evicted them. It was, it was just so petty and so stupid. Wow. But anyway, so uh, the Coyotes finally found a new home, and they're moving next year. So this is the last time that they're going to be playing in Glendale. Um, and I think Glendale is just like fed up, like, we're not even going to... They're not going to... Obviously, they're not going to put any money into the facilities, yeah. especially for ice. So, to me, I think the ice is just awful. You, you watch them play. A lot of guys are losing their edges. Um, the puck wasn't settling. Like, it's just choppy, gross ice. So, um, I think that was that played a major part of it. Um, I mean, Merkley wasn't the only one that fell. 
that it yeah. wasn't the only time. It wasn't like he doesn't know how to skate. This guy's probably one of the best skaters, one of them, on the team. Yeah. So uh, just unfortunate. And you can see him. You can read his lips after the replay. He's just like, you, you see him go, you got to be kidding me. Like, yeah. He was watching the replay, and he's just like, you got to be kidding me. How many times does he do that crossover behind the net and burst out with speed yeah. and not eat it? No, absolutely. And I mean, you just saw him, his skate just kind of went wibble wobble, and then mm-hmm. that was the end of it. And he just slammed right into the boards. Um, it, we could chalk it up to, you know, rookie mistake, but I don't think that's a very basic turn. I mean, it's not even, I don't even think he was crossing over. I think he was just. I don't turning. think it's a rookie mistake. I think it's just the ice yeah, is so I think that's, bad. It's just bad luck. I, I feel like that's all it was, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, I mean, hey, the, the puck squirts out, and uh, you know, the the Coyotes capitalize Such on it. Such a bang bang and, play too, because yeah. it went right to one stick onto another, and the shot was gone in less than a half a second. Yeah. And there's nothing Reimer could do. No. Like, just hung out. Not that he, he was even hung out to dry, because it wasn't like they were out of position. Yeah. It's it's just bad luck. It just happened. Um, and that was like there was a couple other plays of the same the, thing. Well, right? I think it was I think it was Kellen that had said um, you know three, three out of four. four goals were kind of fluky, goofy looking goals. Yeah. And then that fifth one never goes in if it's you know we're not pulling the goaltender. So well, look at the Sharks goal. That was a fluky goal. Yeah, I, it bounced well, off of three true. guys. Yeah, that's true. It was just yeah. a fluky game. Yeah. Just weird. That was a weird game actually. Yeah. You go back and think about it. Yeah. yeah and that and how do you say his name? Vimelka. 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 The goalie Vim- for... Yeah, Vimelka. Vimelka, yeah. Um, he's a goalie... He reminds me of, like, Craig Anderson a couple years ago on a bad Ottawa team. Okay. A good goalie on a bad team making 40-plus saves a night. That That is his game. He just gets... His pads You have to be all black from all the rubber that he gets. Because it is <laughs> every night, at minimum, 35 saves. 35 shots. Um, he... He's a guy that's going to let in, and, he, and he's very good, so his save percentage is so high because it's a, he's getting such a high volume, but he's also a good goalie. Yeah. So he's only letting in one or two a night and 45 saves every night. So he's, he's the reason Arizona is, yeah. is winning right now um, or winning a lot of these games. He's fantastic in fantasy as your oh, I'm sure. third goalie, yeah. which I know you don't even know what I'm talking about. But your uh, third, Well, I don't know what you're talking about with the third goalie necessarily. You're allowed, you can usually start – you have two starters – yeah, a night, and you want to pick up a third goalie. Your third goalie is going to be a good goalie on a bad team. It's perfect. Anyway, shout out to the uh, Fin Factor Fantasy Hockey <laughs> League in our last week going into playoffs next week. Very good. I know those guys are watching. So oh, they are right now. Yeah. Oh well, hello. Aaron's winning. I'm not winning. <laughs> I'm in fifth place going into playoffs. Top six make it. Wow. So I'm in. But so the last note on Merkley here. <laughs> Because um, we're all over the place, uh, was that so he he takes the shot that pinballs and it, it goes in. If he doesn't take that shot, no goal. So right. for me, again, it, it was on the power play. I'm not saying plus minus, but for me, that's a check. That's a plus one. Yay, right? Um, the blown tire puck squirts out. That's a minus one for me, right? Okay, evens out. Um, he actually saved a goal tonight too. There was a shot that went, I think it was squeaked through uh, Reimer's five hole, and it was just kind of trickling like towards the line. He runs in behind him, gets a puck, sends it out. For me, that's a plus one, right? That'd be so, a minus, minus one? Yeah, sure. Minus the minus one. So we're Double back to negative. plus one. Yeah, exactly. I was told there would be no math on this show. It's like shark's so. <laughs> But for me, that's, that's a, again, another check. That's a plus yay. Um, f- for me, good effort tonight from Ryan Merkley. Uh, the, the one slip up, bad luck thing on questionable ice 
I kind of have to forgive that. And everything else that I've seen from him, I'm, I'm very excited. It was Again, this is one of those guys that I was worried about um, in terms of the Sharks maybe wasting a first-round pick. And again, this is where I was kind of like, yeah, I, I'd rather take the known quantity. I'd rather take the known good. And if it means we trade a, a, a high pick to go get that thing, whatever that thing is, uh, then so be it. But in this case, it seems like it was just a waiting game and that the Sharks uh, scouting department got this one correct. So. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be the superstar that they were hoping he could be, as in like another Carlson. He's not going to be that, like a, a you know vintage Carlson. I don't think he's going to be that high, mm-hmm. but he's going to be a very good player that's going to be in the league a long time, I think. Very good. Okay, so um, done with all that now. What, what was One thing else? we didn't talk about was Kakinen. Oh, yeah. He uh, had his debut as a Shark. Yes, he did. And I thought that was kind of a big deal because... Um, we didn't get to talk about it because I wasn't here last week. But he, if he didn't play one more game in the NHL, he would be eligible to get sent down without clearing waivers. Now he has to clear waivers. Gotcha. Okay. So it, I was thinking that they might stash him in the minors because they could, but that was assuming that Aiden Hill was going to be right. healthy, and it doesn't look like he is. So that could be also telling that maybe Aiden Hill might be shut down for the season if Kakinen's going to stay up. Yeah. Um, I mean, why rush it? Yeah. To me, the Sharks are not going to be making playoffs. They, they're going to say they're going to still go for it. But, and, you know, the other thing is the Sharks, they're going to be getting, um, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, he's coming back next week. Kevin LeBanc. Yes. They're only going to be getting better because they're going to get Kevin LeBanc back, who's better than, I would say, better than Noah Gregor. Would oh, would you? you? Hmm. So you're saying we still have a chance. No, I'm not saying we have a chance, but the team is going to get better because he's coming back in a week. Um, Ferraro might be coming back soon, right? Yes, Ferraro is uh, on the ice practicing. And then uh, Bortolo is probably going to be finishing up the next week or two. That would be interesting. Might sign his contract and join. So they'll probably give him a look at least. Mm -hmm. Um, And then maybe Eklund. Probably not. They're not going to want to burn his contract. Mm Um Who's the other one that would possibly... There's another one that would possibly join the Sharks um, because their season would be ending, and they might sign. Okay. Like, similar to Borlo. Um, like a Brandon so, Co. or something like that? Yeah, okay. so, like, they're going to get an injection of youth um, and talented players, not okay. third, fourth-line scrubs here. So... Not, I'm not saying the Sharks are going to be all of a sudden great, but it's going to be a lot more exciting, I think, in these next couple of weeks, especially if those guys are joining back up. Yeah, I mean, it gives you kind of a look forward at what's what's to come with the Sharks and the Gushin. prospects. Gushin's the other one. Oh, Daniel Gushin. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see that kid. Yeah. Because he's been, he's been tearing it up. And Sweet hands. He is like a much better Bear Bonoff. Like, mm-hmm. just can, you know, dangle in a phone booth. <laughs> Yeah, he's got really nice hands. Good mitts. I, that kid. I, I don't think some of these people know what a phone booth is. No, probably not. No. I think. <laughs> See, back in the day, you'd have to go and, and use a pay phone, which maybe you don't know what that is either. But uh. Yeah, you're, maybe you're making it worse. <laughs> Am I making it worse? Yeah. You mean a mixtape. Yeah, a mixtape. What's a tape? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Um, are you done talking about Kakinen? Uh, just... I was excited when the Sharks made the trade for him okay. because um, I think he does have good potential. I thought he did 
when he first joined the league with Minnesota, I thought he looked pretty good. And yeah. I was like, wow, who is this kid? He was winning a lot of games. Then he kind of tailed off a little bit. I think Nabokov can work with him a lot and um, kind of shore up his game. It The fact that they made that trade makes me a little worried about Aiden Hill and his future. Um, someone had commented in here last two weeks ago or last week that he had back spasms and back problems. which Aiden Hill? Yeah. Oh. Which could be bad, potentially bad, especially for a goalie. Yeah. Right? So that made me go, ooh, that's, that's not good. That's why I'm thinking, okay, maybe they're going to shut him down for the season just to make sure he's healthy and ready to go. Um, but the long-term look, I mean, to me now they're going to have to move one of those three yeah. in the summer. Most likely it's going to be Reimer because at that point you'll have one year left on his contract. It's very team-friendly. He's very good. Um, and someone's going to want a veteran backup that could take over as a 1A, 1B for a rookie stud. Uh, yeah, you know that kind of situation. So, um, I like Kakinen though. I think he has potential, and I I kind of liked him better than Aiden Hill just because he had a better track record than Aiden Hill. Okay, did. even though he's kind of he started good and then kind of tailed off. I think he can come back up to that level. Aiden Hill to me was kind of a slower trajectory and then kind of petered out a little. Okay, Sharks. So you think they're going to, they're going to move Reimer at the draft for what a pick prospect that kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not the draft, maybe in the offseason. Doesn't have to be at the draft. Could be it's or before the season starts. Sure. Yeah. sure. Hopefully before the draft, because then they would get more picks. Yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, a second rounder for yeah. a Reimer? Would you take that? Well, so, and, and, and the thing to remember here, too, though, is uh, and people were getting on about, well, why, why didn't we trade Reimer? Why didn't we trade Benino? Why didn't we trade all these other guys? Right? We could have got more picks. You could have mm-hmm. got picks. The thing is, again, like we're saying, they've got another year on their contract, so it's not like we're losing them for nothing. If we were losing them for nothing... Bear Bonham does not, though. But Bear Bonham's going to get re-signed. Come on. I think Bear Bonham gets re-signed. I hope he does. I absolutely I think he gets love re-signed. him. Yeah, yeah. No, he, he's, he should be. He should be re-signed. But it's all going to depend on how much money they have. Now, the cap is going up by another million. It's going to be $82.5 million next season, so they'll have right. a little bit more to work with. Another million dollars is not that much, but they'll have a little bit more to work with, but, you know, who knows. Um, okay, well, I think, should we do roll call? Sure. And start doing uh, some a little bit of Timo talk? There? Roll call. Tell us where you're watching, and is it Timo time all the time? I don't know. What do you want to ask? Um, does Timo get to 40 goals? Ooh, that's good. We Tell have us. a lot of, uh, of questions about how many goals players are going <laughs> to end up with by the end of the season. Where are you watching? And is he going to get to 40 goals? Now he's got not 19 games, 18 games now. 18 now. Is it 18? Um, no, less than that, actually. I thought it was 19 going into tonight. I don't know. We'll have to see. Regardless, however many games he has left, do you think he goes from 30 tonight, right? Is there, he's got 30 as of tonight, uh, up to, to 40 by the end of the season. So let us know uh, your thoughts. And Aaron, what are your thoughts? <sighs> I'm going to say yeah. Deep breath. Wow. I think he can do it. I think he's going to push for it because he knows he's getting a big extension next season. So it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a motivator. Okay. I think he's going to do it. Yeah, he's not playing for a contract. He's playing for the extension. Right. Right. Okay. Well, same thing. He's playing for his contract. Sure, but he's already pl- he's already got uh, a, a year left on his contract for next season anyway. So he's right. he's a member of the Sharks next season. He's playing for the beyond. Correct. Yes. yes. Sorry. Sorry to be confusing That's, for you people. It's okay. 
No on the 40. I got a couple no's so far. I don't know. I have to say, folks, as much as I would love to see Timo hit 40, I don't think it happens this season. Now, he has been on a hat-trick tear lately. When he scores, he scores in bunches, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, I just don't know that the pace is sustainable throughout the rest of the season. And you're going to be playing up against teams that are going to be viciously trying to get into the uh, playoff position. So it doesn't matter. No? They yeah. can't stop him. Can't it's Timo time. Stop. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> it's Timo time, baby. Okay, so Aaron says yes to 40. I'm saying I don't think so on 18 40. 18 games left. 18 games. Okay, that's what I thought. So 10 goals in 18 games. Can it be done? It can. By and, Timo. And it Will can. it be done by Timo? That, see, now, it can be done, and it can be done by a guy like Timo Meyer. 100% can. I just don't think he's going to get there. I think he'll get close. Okay. 37. So are we going to do a Timo watch now? 37. We're doing a Gregor watch. I mean, it's going to be more interesting to watch a Timo Timo watch than it will be to do a Gregor watch. God, what if he gets to 40 and Gregor gets to 10? I'm ready to have (laughs) Vlasic watch at this point because Vlasic (laughs) has three goals and no Gregor has four. You think Vlasic will get to five? So I think Vlasic has a better opportunity to get to five than Gregor has to get to 10. Well, that's easy. It's two goals. Yeah, but it's a defensive defenseman. Who does not play anywhere near the amount of minutes he used to. But he's playing with the best offensive defenseman to set him up. That's why he's got the good chance to do it. There you go. (laughs) Keith, San Jose, yes. Okay, now we're reading out the comments that help him out. (laughs) Uh, Grandizer. By the way, Keith. He's watching for Phoenix. 16 games left. I think there's 18. He's at, oh wait, is it 16? I think there's 16 games, because I feel like I said 19 games last right. week. Sorry, it's yeah. 66. They've 16. played 66 games. Mm. Your stock is dipping a little bit Shoot, there, buddy. that's tough. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, he's... Grandizer said 16 games left. He's at 30. Yes, he makes it. Let's go, Sharks. I hope he does. I certainly hope he does. Uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't think he'll get there, that's all. Uh, that's that's my take on that one. But He's only three hat tricks away. I appreciate away. He's a hat yes. trick of hat tricks away. See, at least you could talk about hat tricks with Timo. Right. That's okay, because he's done it. And he's done it a few times this season. Or <laughs> Kellen, a couple times. Orange County and no, I don't think San Jose plays SoCal again. <laughs> it's true. He's lit up uh, yeah. Anaheim and L.A., right? Yeah. <laughs> L.A. was the five-game five game goal, uh, five goal game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Timo did. Yeah. yeah, that's too bad. He has another five goal game. He's right Only in that conversation. Only two more games against LA. <laughs> That's all we need. Two games yeah. or five more on each right. one. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, again, I, I think, and again, the thing that I'm referring to here, obviously, is the bet with Noah Gregor's uh, goal total by the end of the season. A season, Aaron thinks he'll get to ten or more, and I think he won't break past nine. Grand I don't even know if he's going to get to nine. If Timo makes it, Paul will have to shave the beard. I can shave the beard. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you something. The he's, only reason no. I have this is because I'm lazy. He, this is not a fashion statement. This Paul, is the laziness. Paul also shaved yesterday. This is what happens. I, I, it he grows, grows really a beard fast. really fast. It grows really fast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's true. It's it's always been this way though. I've always had since like beard. sixth grade. It's that's that's also true. So yes, shaving in sixth grade. Yep. So there you go. I'm a hairy Italian. Sorry. Uh, for those of you on the podcast, stay on the podcast. Don't bother watching this. Uh, <laughs> so don't, don't look at the thumbnail. <laughs> it's got the radio face. Um, so, yeah. Um, Greg, no, Gregor. No, Gregor. You still feeling confident? No. <laughs> but I got to stick to it, I guess. 
Gotta five goals in 16 games? And yeah. That's if he's not scratched? No, not five. He's only got four goals in the season. Sorry. Yeah, he six. He needs six goals he needs six. in 16 games. I, for one, hope he gets five goals. You know, I wanted to pull this quote from Coach Herr, but it wasn't from an interview. It was like one of those fun things that they did on the yeah. side. And one of the questions was like, who's the unluckiest person on the team? And he just laughs and goes, Gregor. Gregor. Oh, for sure, Gregor. <laughs> and just laugh. Like, they joke about it. They joke about how unlucky he is. What? Uh, Peter St. John. I don't think Noah will make 10, but it could happen. I'm very happy with the way he's playing. Uh, I don't know that I'm happy with the way he's playing. I think he does. He's, he's Again, he's fast. He's playing with Couture right now. Yes. Probably because Couture feels bad. He's like, just play on my line and I'll try and help you. See, I think it's detrimental to Couture. If I, you take a look at the He scored the winning hurdle, goal because of Gregor. Let's take a look at that line. Hurdle, no. Meyer, Barabanov. Oh, yeah. That's a solid line. It is. Now let's look at the Couture line. Balsers, Couture, Gregor. You know what? They're just keeping the bank's spot warm. I, okay, great. But, oh my goodness. Like, if I'm Couture, I'm going to. Can I borrow one of those guys from the other line, please? <laughs> please? Put Gregor with uh, Meyer and Hurdle. I'll take Barabanov. Whatever. You know? uh, Grandizer, love the studio. It's the coolest shark studio ever. I could die in that room and be happy not to sound gloom. So this is actually, uh, this is a garage. Yeah. But uh, this is your your neighbor's garage. Don't you want to go ahead and sure, put a we'll, little bit about we'll it? Sure, we'll plug it a little for him. This is uh, his garage. He uh, he had this wall plus another wall. Um, and then he has a drop-down thing with a projector to watch games. Um, and I think he, and they have a pool table in the middle. So the pool yeah. table is like, it's just out of the shot. It's like if it's right in front. But anyway, um, he was here playing pool with his buddies one day, and they were like, we need a 49ers wall because we don't have anything 49ers. We were going to watch the games in here. So that day they drove down, I think it was to Lowe's, and grabbed yeah. some paint and painted the wall red, bought a big decal for the Niners, and they put stripes. So it's just yeah. like this, but it's in Niners colors. Um, they did it in a day, and they're just like, done. And then they, there's just like this, there's... 49ers memorabilia all over and then random other stuff around so it's a sweet garage it's really yeah. cool um, he offered it to us and it was supposed to be temporary and we've been here all season so we uh, never left we, yeah, just we never, never left. left so thanks to Bill I don't want to blow yeah. him up with his whole name but yeah. thanks Bill and uh it's it's pretty fantastic. It's a great backdrop. Absolutely fantastic. In fact, I think we ripped it off of the virtual backdrop too. <laughs> we, we did, we did. So when I was doing, oh well, yeah, when we were doing the, that one virtual one, uh, yeah. we we took uh, Super Producer Jason took um, shots of the wall here and just used that as our virtual background. Yeah. <laughs> so it looked like we were still here in uh, in so studio. Yes, you are so smart. so smart. Where would we be without Super Producer Jason? Can we get a little bit of love in the chat for Super Producer Jason, please? Yeah. Just get some fires in there or something like that, some uh -oh. hand clapping or whatever the case is. That's right. Um, <laughs> so, very good. I guess that's that's all the stuff we wanted to, to kind of go over here. I don't know. Is there some any good comments maybe that the, the, the people have here? Um, Ballsters look bad tonight. Yeah. If you measure his play by scoring, he isn't playing well. I'm talking about Gregor. If you think about him attacking the zone, he's one of the few guys who can break into the zone by himself. I agree. That's true. Yeah, he's, he does a really good job of moving his feet and breaking into the zone 100%. None of that means a thing if we're not creating chances. And he's creating chances that aren't going in. So I, I don't know. I just I, If you're going to be playing on the second line with Logan Couture, you better be putting the puck in the net. I'm sorry. I, I think he's still very young, and I think he's rounding out his game, and he's getting better. Um Another young guy that's getting his confidence being put into a position of success. 
possible success being on the second line, not buried on the fourth line. I'm not saying he's the best player and should be on the line, but I'm I am happy to see him turn this around next season. Hopefully by the end of this season he can build his confidence by scoring six more goals and then going into next year scoring 15 goals. Uh, I think it's going to come. I think next year he's going to be that third line winger. Yeah. Uh, maybe fourth line, depending on how deep they get. But uh, someone who is going to turn it around and start scoring goals. He will not score 15 goals from the fourth line, first of all. Okay. Uh, no, from the third. If he's on the third. If line. he's on the third line, yeah, I yeah. can see. I can see him sniffing fifteen goals right. on the third line. Depends on who they bring in in free agency to, to kind of help that third line scoring depth out. Just to me, that's going to be the the peak of him is fifteen. And, I don't expect any more. And that. to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, to be fair, I feel like because he's playing on the second line, the line matchups might not be very favorable for a young guy like that. Um, at the same time. He's getting chances, okay? He's getting the chances. His, his he skates, just can't put the puck in the net. His skating gets him the chances. Yes. The stick needs to follow, and I'm hoping that comes. Probably a lot of work this summer. Yeah. Um, scoring goals on an empty net. And I'll, and I'll say this. The stick may come. The stick may come. Five more times this season. It ain't coming six times this season. I'm just saying. Peter St. John, totally agree. I like him as a penalty killer right now. He's learning, and he may wind up with a 10-goal score like Bonino, a so, third liner. Okay. Also, Bonino and Cogliano giving him, well, Cogliano's Clark's gone, gone, but giving him a lot of tips and teaching him sure. how to be a player like sure. they are. Sure. Now, again, again, I'm not saying this from a hateful place where I'm saying get rid of this guy. A lot of you guys think I don't like Noah Gregor. I like Noah Gregor. I'm just realistic about what he's going to bring to the team this season. That's all. He's not bringing ten goals. If he brings ten goal, if he brings ten goals, English. Uh, I don't know what we're doing for this bet, but if he does, I'll have to do whatever it is. Shave my face. You're just going to see it all the same way next week. Um, but it, it, that, I'm just I'm just being realistic about what I'm seeing on the ice, and what I'm seeing on the ice is a guy who has lots of chances to score but is not scoring. So it's not like, oh, but he, no, hey, hey, wait a minute. He's not getting any chances. That's why he won't score. No, he's getting there. He just can't put the puck in the net. So his finish is just not there. Now, maybe next season he does. Great, good for him. And I can't wait for him to sign another contract beyond that, for him to be on the Sharks, for him to play and, and, and grow and learn and put 15 pucks in the net eventually and become a guy that can kill penalties with his speed eventually. This season, I'm just being realistic about it, and I don't want him traded or gone or fired or whatever. You know, I don't want any of that stuff. I'm, I'm just so saying. Angry. I'm just saying. The more you this know. is what I see. So uh, hate me if you want. That's fine. Uh, I love you. He has an RFA. Do you think they're gonna move him? No, retain him or let him go? Oh no, I think they keep him. Yeah. You can't have a guy playing on your second line, getting the chances that he's getting, and he's then only, just unload. He's only 23. Right. He's not very old. No, I'm not saying he's old. Okay. Yeah, he's an RFA. I get that. Yeah. But all I'm saying is, regardless of his age, it's just not happening right now. And that's okay. It'll happen next season, maybe. But it's not happening this season. He's not getting to 10. Uh, Peter asked this earlier, and I missed it. Sorry, Peter. What, I actually highlighted it because I want to talk about it. What do you guys think about the mentoring and learning that is happening via coaches Madden and McLean? 
I don't know enough about what's going on there to know necessarily how that's all shaking out and coming together. It could very well could very well be that all of the mentoring is happening at the player level with Benino, Cogliano, Couture taking the reins as the guys that, you know, look to us for leadership, right? Uh, obviously, Cogliano being gone now, but for the uh, the part of the season that he was here, I'm sure he had a very big impact in the locker room. You can't say that it was necessarily Madden or that it was necessarily any of the coaching staff in particular, as opposed to any of those players in the locker room, because we're not in that locker room. We have no idea who's taking the reins on that, right? Well, I'm old enough to remember John Madden playing in yes. the NHL for the New Jersey Devils yep. for a long time. Yep. He was Selkie Trophy Finalist, I don't know if he ever won. No, uh, but he was a very good defensive forward and a, one of the best penalty killers ever. I don't think there's a coincidence that the Sharks have one of the best penalty killing oh, no. in the league. I think he's had a big part in that. I mean, they were good before he got there, yeah. but I still think for a team that is in the bottom third of the standings to be number two yeah. in the league, that yeah. says a lot about uh, what John Madden is bringing to the table. And you, you look at what John Madden brings uh, in, in his experience, and then you you partner that with a coach like Bob Bugner, who's put so much emphasis on playing strong uh, defensively. Yes. And it's it's you know no wonder that, again, they're, they're so high up in the league in terms of their defensive presence. And what you, what you see there is that it does highlight the need for that additional scoring, right? Mm-hmm. You've got a guy like Timo who's got 30 goals in the season, but behind him it's Hurdle and then mm, I'm not really sure who else, right? There's not a lot of depth scoring going on, and even the big guns uh, kind of lackluster, I would say, this season with the numbers, right? So um, it'll be very interesting to see what the Sharks do for the upcoming uh, uh, at the draft, uh, at free agency, who they're able to bring in. Somebody's got to go, though. In order to bring people in, somebody's got to go because there's just even if it's increasing uh, by a million dollars, that's not enough to bring in uh, enough of a punch that they're going to need. Right. Now, they might have the rookies stepping up uh, big time in, in the next coming season here, yeah. and they may take up a fair share of that depth scoring, and you won't necessarily need to have a high-paid player but I'm still of the mind that the Sharks are absolutely a top six forward away from being able to have the depth that they need in, on the third line, right? Pushing down either uh, like a Balsers or... A, well, Barabanov's doing... I mean, if Timo's getting 30 goals and, and Hurdle is next in line, Barabanov's still a part of that line. He's generating. But I think, to me, Barabanov is on a good team, a very good team, would sure. be a really good... Good third liner. I think borderline Bar- second liner. I think Barabanov is a complement to that line, though. I think if you take him off of that line, you put somebody else on there. Do they do right. as well? Maybe, maybe not. Whether or not he would be considered a third line player on a different team, on this team, he's helping that group. The chemistry with that right. that group of forwards is pretty solid, and I don't think that I would mess with that. But you talk about maybe a Balsers and a Gregor moving down the lineup. Now you've got depth scoring on the third line, right? Mm -hmm. And then you've got Couture on your second line, LeBanks there. Insert guy who can score a goal here, right? It used to be Evander Kane, but we need either a free agent or uh, somebody who steps up, a trade maybe to get someone in there. It doesn't matter, but I feel like we are just that one top six player away from making that second line a dangerous line, and then all of a sudden those guys that are playing second line minutes right now are playing on the third line, and they have their uh, more favorable matchups, and I think that's just the way it's going to go for the upcoming season. Hopefully, we will see. Right. So there you go. I just, right. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to say. Uh, that was my, my little mic drop. 
Actually, it's just go like this. No. Don't do that. <laughs> Super Producer Jason does not like me touching the microphone. Um, Anything else here? Kevin Foster, they could stack the CUDA and get San Jose call a trophy. Speaking of CUDA. Okay. Today, I think it's today and tomorrow, they are doing tours of their new state or arena. Yeah. Um, it's not quite done yet. It's still being worked on, but it is much different from the last time we were yes, there. Yes, it is. All the concrete is in where the seats will go. The seats are not in yet, but a majority of the big, heavy, you know, concrete steel is done. Yeah. So it looks, I saw some pictures and it looks awesome. I will most likely be getting season tickets next season. In fact, we... I think we that. talked about this already, and I'm, uh, I'm in on it with you. Yeah, I so think. I think we're going to get some seats. Wait, um, is, uh, and our other friend as well. Adam. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Anyone else going to be Yes, we have other friends. People. He's been on the show before. <laughs> Adam has? Yeah, he's helped out. Oh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for the sure. first season or two. Maybe we get him back in here. Right. Anyway, Kuda's going to be stacked, assuming... Yeah. Some of those guys get signed. Yeah. Then don't go back to college or go back to wherever. So um, I think uh, it'll be a, it's a perfect time for them to open their new arena. 100%. Yeah. I'm excited and I will be bringing the kids a lot. So I'm excited to do stuff with them. That'll be fun. Love it. Yeah. I can't wait. And I can't wait to sit at that bar behind the goal <laughs> instead of my seats that I paid for. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, that'd be nice. Yeah. Excited. Very exciting. Screeching halt! The show just came to. Okay, so is there uh, any last last thing? We're good there. No, we're good. Now we're we're solid. Okay, yeah. guys. Again, thank you so much for all the comments and whatnot. You guys make this show uh, so much more fun when we have it kind of flowing in there. We can kind of bounce off of you guys and get some good ideas. Maybe even ideas for the uh, upcoming shows. Sometimes uh, we have things like the uh, smelling salts. We've we've heard huh. uh, a couple times over. So maybe we'll Vegemite. Do, we maybe never, we'll got do, that, never got that. Vegemite no one. From yeah, Australia. whoever it was from Australia, if you happen to be watching, Probably send us the Vegemite. It's still in customs. I've been waiting, dude. <laughs> it's just sitting there for two years. Yeah, I think we we'll probably get some off of Amazon or something like that. We're just being lazy. Give us free Vegemite. This is how. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. Please. <laughs> Thank you, Sir Bruce Jason. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please hit the like button. Uh, more importantly, uh, a lot of the folks that watch the show. Uh, they're not subscribed to the show. Why? Just hit the ball. Uh, hit, hit the button. Hit the bell. That way you know when we're going live and we can go ahead and have these conversations all the time. It's what we like to do. Right. So uh, if you're enjoying it, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. Uh, anything? Oh, yeah. Go to thefinfactor.com. Thank you. Sir Bruce Jason. He's on top of things. I love right. this. Uh, support the show. There's a button up there. If you hit that, you will see all the things that we offer for sale. Hats, shirts, uh, sweatshirts mug things canteens I don't know what that's called yeah fanny packs even water bottle water bottle thank you whatever that, that thing that holds liquid that you can drink out of yes that it one. has a lid it does have a lid we we went all out we got lids for you guys <laughs> so anyway uh, you can support the show that way as well we had any super chats uh, thank you uh, any Venmos thank you feel free to do that as well okay are we Good. done yeah okay so uh, we will end up being back here are we gonna do this again on saturday no sunday saturday. sunday sunday night i guess okay yeah because it's wednesday it's kind of a weird one yeah yeah sorry he was in mexico and then he got stuck there <laughs> so true. i don't know yeah it's, it's weird because we're today's wednesday yeah so. so the next week we got saturday tuesday thursday saturday we didn't talk about upcoming games well saturday against dallas let's do that right now saturday against dallas tuesday against edmonton rematch okay uh thursday against calgary another rematch okay from last week and then Saturday, the following Saturday, at Vancouver. So are we going to do a show after the Saturday game? Which Saturday? The first Saturday game. 
the Dallas game. Maybe we push it. You want to push it? So we have four games. To talk so about, maybe so what we'll do is we'll not t- see you guys for a week and a half. We'll, we'll see you guys next Saturday. But, yes. again, if you're following us on Twitter, we will put it up there saying uh, when the next show will be. So yes. go ahead and do that as well. For Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. We will see you guys in about 10 days. In about 10 days. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at TheFinFactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.